Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56th Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Flinsford Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Following week three of the 2019 high school football season, I am Jim Joyner, and joining me as always, bright and early on a Saturday morning, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good morning. Good morning. It is a good morning indeed for the McPherson area football teams. All but one found a way to win last night, and Steve's good friend, the fearless forecaster, was very wrong on several of his predictions. It was a great night for the area teams. I think Steve had the area teams going like three and four, three and, and instead they go six and one. Three and three. Oh, counting McPherson. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, tough night for the old forecaster. Uh, uh, he He's already called and expressed his apologies, especially to Little River. My goodness. Uh, How about to Mound Ridge? Yeah, Dridger Nation. I mean, uh, Solomon, the State runner-up last year, still with some good players, and uh, Mount Ridge rang up 52 points on Solomon last night. Steve, let's go through the scores from last night, then we'll dive into the Bullpups and their win, 55-16 to over El Dorado. That is our first score as McPherson improves to 3-0 on the season, 2-0 in ABCTL Division Three, and they are number three in Class 4A on the west side with a perfect record and a plus 38 point differential. We'll talk about the two teams in front of them as well a little bit later on. In Class 3A, Heston, the Swathers are also 3-0, following a 26-0 win on the road at Pratt. The Smoky Valley Vikings in Class 3A, they fell to 1-2 with a 15-12 loss against Nickerson at home last night. They are the only area team that lost. So if your name hasn't been read yet, it's going to be a good result here for the next four. Inman on the road at Remington. The Teutons pick up their first win of the year, winning 15-7. They are 1-2. Little River, the Redskins improved to 2-1 with a 51-6 dominant win over Bennington last night. The Redskins 2-1, winning 51-6. Canton Galva didn't need a whole lot of time to win 48-0 over center at the half. The Eagles are 3-0 and flying high. And our final score, the Mound Ridge Wildcats, beating the Solomon Gorillas 52-32. Mount Ridge now 2-1. Steve, which score stands out to you the most? Well, the Little River score. Um, Little River, um, you know, opened the season uh, getting wiped out by Canton Galva. Then the Redskins came back and point-ruled Peabody. Uh, Peabody last week. And, uh, you know, I, I Bennington... Beat Mount Ridge by what, 46? 66 to 20. Yeah, last week. So uh, I really thought uh, Bennington uh, would be a very tough task. Uh, you know, they've got great speed, good size. But uh, Little River obviously is a very good football team. And what this tells me is Canton Galva is, is just, really, really good. And Canton Galva, by the way, scored 48 points in a, in a half and only ran 16 plays. <laughs> they scored on half their play. So, uh, you know, for not bad. From a fan standpoint, you'd like to see a little more 
competitive. From a stat standpoint, yeah, you got to get some of these guys some all. Yeah, their time of possession was four minutes. They only had the ball four minutes out of out of twenty four. I think the Eagles have only played so far this year in seven quarters out of what could have been a potential twelve. So they're not getting as many reps on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. But well, they're, they're, we know that Canton Galva is very good. They're special, and, and it was thought that Solomon was the best team on their side. And, you know, Mound Ridge beats Solomon by 20. So Canton Galva, I mean, we might be spending a day in Newton here in November. Steve, let's talk about the Bull Pups and their win last night over the Eldorado Wildcats, winning 55-16. to We talked about it a little bit on the broadcast last night, saying that this was a team that McPherson probably knew it would be able to handle up front, and part of that is a very good McPherson offensive and defensive line going up against an inexperienced Eldorado offensive line, and we certainly saw that early on with the pressure that the Bullpups were able to put on Eldorado, running their triple option in the first half. They only had eight yards of total offense, while the Bullpups had more than 300. They pulled their starters and kind of played them half of the second quarter, but were completely done by halftime, and it was 55 to nothing at the break. They spread the wealth. They had great starting field position the whole night, and it's one of those games where you're glad that it ends quick, and that you want to get it over with as quick as possible, keep everybody healthy, keep everybody injury-free. But this was a nice win for McPherson to just go out and put a team away. Yeah, it really was. Uh, it was nice to see the running game uh, excel so much. Jacob File with a big night. Caleb Hoppus, uh, you know, showed some great speed. I mean, his touchdown run where he stayed in bounds somehow was a terrific run down the sideline. 36 yards, and uh, and Aiden Hoover came in and showed some real nice, uh, you know, some juice, uh, you know, wiggle, if you will, uh, getting through the line. Uh, offensive line, again, did a great job last night. Coach Corcoran says those guys, every week, they get just a little bit better every week. And, you know, they got good size in that offensive line. They were moving people around. Uh, I thought Caleb Hoppus did a great job of running the offense. We didn't have to throw that much last night. Uh, Aaron Powell, of course, though, uh, still a standout receiver, four catches. But uh, all in all, uh, defensively, the Bullpups just totally shut down the triple option. But I will say in the second half, El Dorado, you know, you say, well, they had their starters in against the McPherson Reserves. Well, most of those starters are freshmen and sophomores going up against the Bullpup sophomores and, and a couple freshmen and maybe a couple juniors. El Dorado really ripped it up with that triple option in the second half. And it shows in a couple years this is going to be a very dangerous team because they have athletes all over the field as far as this freshman class. they got some linemen. Uh, we saw Barry Summers get hurt, and he was really impressive. He's a defensive back, uh, kick return guy. Uh, but he, he, he made an incredible run to run down Jacob File on a long run uh, early in the game. But this El Dorado team, if they keep it together and keep those kids out, in a couple years, they're going to be a handful. Steve, we constantly are looking around and trying to figure out where this McPherson team ranks in Class 4A, and in particular in 4A West. And I mentioned earlier that the Bullpups currently, if the playoffs started today, would be the three seed at 3-0 with a plus 38 point differential, which is just one less than the max. The two teams that are in front of them, the Bueller Crusaders, who we will see in week number five come here. They picked up a win over Augusta last night. And the other team that 
I don't think I had taken quite as seriously until last night the Andover Central Jaguars. And the reason they are number one is not only did they beat a very good team, they beat the Goddard Lions, the defending Class 4A runner-up, the team that beat the Bullpups in the sub-state last week or last year in the state semifinals. Andover Central won 38-21. They were airing it out against this Goddard team who had looked really, really good in the first two weeks. And all of a sudden, it's not just Goddard to worry about in Class 4A on the west side. Andover Central says, yeah, we hear all this talk about McPherson and Goddard. How about us with guys like Xavier Bell, Shamari Parnell? They have some really, really good players. And now there are two teams to seriously be worried about for the postseason. Landover Central's got athletes. We've seen that, you know, in basketball. Um, but to score that many points on Goddard. Who is very good. I just, I thought maybe Damari Butler, is it Damari? Damani. Damani Butler, maybe he got hurt or something because I just can't believe he would let a defense that he plays on to give up 38 points. I don't know if they've got a game story on that on Varsity Kansas or not. They should. They should, but. Uh, because Hayden Barber was there. And okay. then I saw the highlight video and all it was was, all right, receiver, run to the end zone. And their quarterback, Shamari Parnell, airs it out 60 yards in the air. It was unbelievable. Well, Xavier Bell's one of the best athletes, and he's playing wide receiver. And, you know, he's probably going to go basketball in college. But, but he's I, had some D1 looks for football, I too. Th- I was going to say, I think given his size and his speed, he could be a big-time college football receiver. He's about 6'4", what, 200 pounds? Maybe probably. a little shorter than that, yeah. but really, really great athlete. Steve, let's get back to McPherson, and let's hear from Bullpup football coach Jace Pavlovich following his team's 3-0 start and the win last night over El Dorado. We're now joined on our CHS Refinery at McPherson postgame show by McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich. I think we found our answer to all these questions about how do you get started off with a good yeah. beginning to the game? You had struggled in the first two games to score on your first drive, mm-hmm. but you made it look a little easier in the first half tonight. I thought your team came out and executed well to begin the game tonight. They, they really did. You know, we, uh, we we sent a message by taking the ball, even with the wind. Uh, you know, we talked to the kids. We, we, we don't care what the situation is with the wind or the environment. We are going to score on this first drive, and our kids, our kids executed very well. I was incredibly happy with how we did up front tonight. Uh, you know, they, they did take our passing game away a little bit. That was the one team that vacated the box, and we were able to run the ball really well. We, we did want to get some more guys in the stack column in the passing game. So, you know, second quarter, uh, we started to throw the ball a lot more, and, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, we're just trying to get some work in. You know, offensively, our, our passing game wasn't as stellar as it's been, wasn't as crisp as it, as it has been. But running the ball, we did well defensively. First half, lights out. You know, they, they do some really good things scheme-wise up front, uh, but our guys handled it uh, very well. That's what I was going to say. El Dorado, they're kind of a team of the future. They, uh, they stick with this uh, flex bone offense. I thought the young little quarterback, the freshman, does a really good job of handling the ball and Mm -hmm. you know once he got playing against guys his own age because really uh you look at that second half it was their freshmen and sophomores against our sophomores basically and uh, i don't know how many freshmen we had out there i didn't know if you played any freshmen or not we had a few but uh, but they really did a good job of executing because you know those those backups really didn't get that many reps 
against the triple option. So right. it was a it had to be kind of a mind blowing thing for them. You know, it was. Uh, but going into it in individual drills, uh, we 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 planned for this happening. So uh, they did get some experience with it, not as much as what they probably should before you throw them out here on a Friday night, but. The thing of it is, is you know we're going up against some freshmen uh, with some sophomores and juniors, and and that's just flat out not going to get it done. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I told the kids, you know, uh, second half wise, that's going to be the first thing that we evaluate tomorrow on film as a team, and it may not be pretty. It's probably not going to be pretty, but uh, nevertheless, we're going to get a lot better from it. 55-16 was the final score tonight as McPherson beat El Dorado, and we're talking with McPherson I football coach Chase Pavlovich on our CHS Refinery at McPherson postgame show. One guy I know you really wanted to get going tonight, and he was able to show off his skills, especially in the first quarter, was Jacob Filer yeah. running back. And a couple of times in the first two games, he just hasn't been able to rip off that big run. We saw it on the first drive tonight. He went mm -hmm. for 51. I thought this was the most comfortable that file has looked so far in the first three weeks. Well, and, and I think some of the, sometimes the best coaching we do is, is by, by listening and, uh, you know, talk to, talk to some of our guys and, and they prefer running the ball uh, a little bit more out of the pistol. And, uh, you notice tonight we went out of pistol a little bit as opposed to shotgun and, and it, it, it just hits a little bit better. And, and if our guys are comfortable with a certain scheme or tweak, we are. We're going to listen to them, and, and it really paid off tonight. One thing this team has really done well through three games is points off turnovers. Mm -hmm. And El Dorado really kind of shot themselves in the foot there in the first half. Three straight turnovers, three straight scores for you guys. And that's that's the sign of a good football team if you take advantage of what they give you. No question. You know, our, our guys are hungry. You know, our, our guys are going to choke them out whenever we have the chance. And and uh, they did just that. You know, it. it uh, you talked about it uh, at, at half. You know, our, our schedule's our schedule. You know, we're just going to get on the bus and we're going to play. And I, and I felt like our guys really did that in the first half. But you guys will be getting on the bus for the first yeah. time in a couple of weeks coming up next Friday night as you will be at the Abilene Cowboys, who entered this week 0-2. I haven't seen a final score for them. What do you know about the Abilene Cowboys, and what are you expecting to see from them next Friday night in week four? Well, you know, more of the same. Uh, they're they're going to be a 4-2-5 and a 3-3 stack. Uh, team defensively offensively we're going to see a little bit of two back a little bit of flex bone again so uh, you know it's 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 one of those things where we got a lot of flex bone work this week we'll get some more uh, this coming week and uh, you know going into Augusta after Bueller we'll, we'll be well versed in that and a couple things you'll be playing on grass mm -hmm. something you don't do very often right. and Abilene is played us really tough up at their place you know when we scheduled Abilene you know it, it's it's one of those things where they're, they're a bunch of tough kids and uh, we, we expect them to fight like crazy uh, on Friday night um, they, they are going to be young uh, once again but but our guys you know we're, we're ready like I said we're going to get on the bus and we're going to go and compete uh, to the best of our abilities no matter who we're playing the Abilene press box will be a little bit tight <laughs> for Steve and I on yeah. Friday night so if you don't mind if maybe we can just come down to the field and we can broadcast right hey, next to you. How we'll, do you think we'll that do, would go? We'll do it from the sideline. Maybe we can just slap the headset on you and you just call out the plays. Perfect. And, you, and, and you can just yell and say, oh, bad play or good play. <laughs> we, we can just go from there. Steve and I are, well, Steve's already pretty thin. I think I've got to, I think I've got to drop about 40 pounds oh, yeah. in order for both of us to be able to fit in some of their press box windows. But we're excited for the road trip coming up next Friday night, week number four. McPherson, a 55-16 winner over El Dorado tonight. McPherson I football coach Chase Pavlovich, congrats on the win, and let's go make it 4-0 next week. Let's do it. Thanks. That was McPherson I football coach Chase Pavlovich, and Steve, I just received the 
on the official stats from last night on the offensive side. Steve keeps his stats during the game, and he told me, I think, last night and said, ah, I'm not so sure if my stats are going to be perfect. Well, I think you shorted Jacob File one important yard. They gave him 100. They huh? gave him eight carries for 100 rushing yards okay. and two touchdowns. Okay. While you had him at eight for 99. Well, I'm a you got to give him the credit. I'm a stickler. I mean, I I go uh, like they, uh, so, you know. Well, maybe you were a half yard behind on one play, and, and they gave him the correct half yard forward. That's possible. So a big 100 yard rushing night for Jacob File last okay. night. All right. All right, Steve. Let's take our first break. We have a great show planned. Coming up next, would you like to hear from Bullpup soccer coach Chris Adrian first or Man Ridge football coach Jeremiah Meeks? I'll let you decide. Let's do Coach Adrian because right. they had a great win on Thursday. A nice win over Salina Central on Thursday as well as a 3-0 win over Rose Hill on Tuesday night. We'll talk with Coach Adrian next. This is the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Femco offers full custom manufacturing starting with concept and design. FEMCO's team of experienced engineers can give advice on materials and other factors that go into developing a quality product. FEMCO utilizes full CAD-CAM systems to provide quality products and services on time and at a reasonable price. FEMCO. FEMCO located on West 1st in McPherson, 620-241-3513. FEMCO, a great work environment. McPherson Concrete has the best in concrete products. For over 90 years, McPherson Concrete has been serving the McPherson area for residential, commercial, and industrial concrete projects. It's computer-batched and superior quality ready-mix concrete just right for your job. Saturday deliveries available by request. Just call for scheduled details. They'll be happy to help. Since 1911, McPherson Concrete Products, 620-241-4362. 620 620- Hi everyone, for those of you with a Medicare supplement, two of the advantages we offer at the Alliance Agency are having a personal agent who knows you and Medicare and the possibility of saving up to $500 to $1,000 per year on your policy. Give me a call, Dana Sammer, for your free no obligation quote or to ask any Medicare questions. Call me at 245-4861 or stop by the Alliance Agency on the second floor of the Warren Place and just ask for Dana. Yeah, it's that time of year again. It's deer season. Unfortunately, a lot of people hunt deer with their cars. Oopsie. Accidentally. We can't put the trophy over the mantle, but we can fix the grill and whatever damage is done to your trophy. Your car. If you've accidentally gone hunting with your car, call Kane's Body Shop, McPherson. Kane's Body Shop will save you some bucks. No pun intended. Kane's Body Shop. Ouch. Oops. Online at Kane'sBodyShop.com. For over 30 years, members of the Lindsborg Quarterback Club have worked to the common cause of helping programs and activities at both Smoky Valley High School and Bethany College. Throughout this time, members of the Lindsborg area have given tirelessly to purchase equipment and supplies for programs and activities. Together, they have been a great encouragement to both student bodies and their schools. For more details, please contact Dwight Swisher or Don Bingston of the Lindsborg Quarterback Club. We continue on this morning's Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Let's go one more time through some scores from last night, Steve, for people that maybe missed their alarm clock and missed some of the scores early on. 
Don't I sound great this morning, you, Steve? It's like you just can't wait to get through the show so you can go home and sleep. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I've You're been, dragging. I, I've been a dying man for the last 48 yeah, I'm hours. I'm surprised you had enough voice to make it through the game last night. Well, time. I could tell for the final quarter I was losing it. But here we go. One more time through the scores from last night. McPherson a 55-16 winner over El Dorado. Heston beat Pratt 26 to nothing. The Swathers are also 3-0 like McPherson. Smoky Valley falls to 1-2 with a 15-12 loss to Nickerson. Inman beats Remington 15-7 as the Teutons win their first game of the fall. Little River with a 51-6 win over Bennington. Little River now 2-1. Their only loss to Canton Galva. Canton Galva with a 48-0 win over Center at the half. The Eagles are 3-0. And Mound Ridge with a 52-32 win over Solomon. The Wildcats are 2-1. And, and we'll talk with Coach Meeks here in just a few minutes. But first, Steve, let's dive into McPherson High soccer coach Chris Adrian as the Bullpups are now 6-1 and one, and picked up two nice wins last week. Well, it's hard to believe that we're already almost at the halfway point of this season as you guys are sitting with a 6-1 and one record and a nice win on Thursday night at Salina Central, a nice win on Tuesday night on the road. Kind of a weird week with two road wins, but good to come out with two wins this week. Yeah, I mean, that's five away games in a row, I think, that we've had, and uh, you could definitely see that was starting to take its toll a little bit on Thursday night uh, against Salina Central. Just the amount of games that we've played, and they've all been close. We haven't had a game this year where we've had a comfortable lead going into the last 20 minutes of a game and being able to really get some guys rest. So our first team players have really had to play a lot of minutes, um, and their fitness levels are getting better but their their legs are just not under them at the moment because they're they're just very tired and so we saw that in our our game last night and we were able to find a way to grind one out and sometimes you're going to have have days like that where you just got to be mentally tough even though you're physically tired and and we did a good job of just finding a way um, to get a few cheap goals on set plays and then defended strong. Well, one comment that I saw you make, I think it was after last night's game or Thursday night's game, was talking about how much confidence that this team has. Mm -hmm. And I think if we went back to this exact same time a season ago, you might not have seen that same confidence with this group. But now with so many seniors, so many guys that have been there before, it feels like that confidence has helped you win three or four games oh, already yeah. this year. And that was one thing this team has heard. Last year they heard it when they were sophomores. Well, yeah, we're good, but we, we lose some close games that we feel we should win. This year, uh, we've we've had four really, really tight games that could have gone either way. Uh, and a lot of those games, we weren't 100% going into it mate, with players being out, things like that. And they just find a way to win. And, and that's the difference between having a team full of seniors and a team full of juniors because these guys know every time they step foot on the field against a team like Salina Central, they're thinking, this might be the last time we get to play Salina Central. We want to go out with a win. I feel like there have been a lot of teams that you circled on the schedule at the beginning of the year, teams that had kind of had your team's yep. number in the in the past couple of years, Salina Central being one of them, that yep. they had beat you every single year that this senior class had been here. It feels like this team, not only with the confidence, but they're building some momentum with some wins like that. And maybe not confidence-wise, but with wins saying, hey, we can beat these teams. And, of course, there are a few more games like that coming up. But yeah. it feels like the confidence, again, is just extremely high. Yeah, and it should be. The the way they've been performing and seeing out games, uh, they know they can win different ways as well. We can come out. We can 
possess the ball and we can pass around you like we did against Rose Hill, uh, or we can come out and we can just put up a good solid back line and look to hit you on the counter attack with Drew Schrader and Sammy and JL. And so we've got a lot of different ways that we can attack teams. Uh, we've still got some things that we're trying to work out. And, and this whole last week uh, after our May South loss, uh, I've got a lineup I want to work on, but we haven't had all players there at a game yet healthy to be able to do it. And so I'm hoping that we get some opportunities here in the next couple of weeks against some good teams like Andover Central. Next Thursday is going to be a great test for us. And then week after that, Bueller. Those are the next two games that we really have circled looking at. What are one or two things that you think with this group is the most important thing going forward in terms of being ready for the postseason? Is it finding ways to score more? Is it finding ways to keep teams off the board since you only have one yeah. shutout? What is it going forward that you think is the biggest improvement that needs to be made? The, the Defensively, we've got to start putting more shutouts together. Uh, Nathan's too good in the goal to, to not be having more clean sheets by now, but we're giving him – too much to do in games and we're giving high percentage opportunities uh we've had a lot of games where we outshoot a team but we're giving up two, two or three breakaways where we're asking nathan to make some really spectacular saves to keep us in it which he's been doing uh but that would be the biggest thing i think defensively just limiting the amount of really good opportunities we give teams are going to get shots off but we've got to make sure we make it a little bit more difficult for them because if we force teams to to beat us with shots outside the box We've got an excellent keeper in Nathan who's going to save 99% of those. And so if we can do a better job there, getting those clean sheets, knowing that offensively we don't need to score three or four a game to win, that'll help. But offensively, we definitely are not firing on all cylinders at the moment. Um, we're, we're a little bit reliant on, on Drew Schrader at the moment to, to put the ball in the net, where I think we've got three or four other guys that really could be scoring uh, over 10 goals a season. So we got to get them firing as well on the opposite end of that what are some things that your team is doing right now that you hope when it comes playoff time in October that you're doing the same as you are right now not panicking uh, they play with composure uh, we've been in a lot of tight games or we've been down at the end of a games against Salina South in the tournament this team doesn't panic they trust each other uh, they play together these seniors have been playing together since they were little kids and and you saw that last night against Salina Central. There just wasn't any panic. Uh, we were up two goals to zero, and we give up a goal, and we just step it up a gear. And then we compete a little bit harder, and you just don't see these guys making mistakes because they're under pressure. They don't feel that. They're just going out and playing the game together. When I was in high school, it felt like, and even the years leading up to high school, that we always had a soccer player that was playing football in some capacity, whether mm -hmm. he was a kicker or maybe he was doing even something else in the fall with Drew Schrader kicking and the other night not only making field goals and making mm -hmm. PATs but laying people out on the sidelines. <laughs> what has your approach been with that, and have you had other guys before that do the same thing? And, and how do you handle that with a guy playing two sports where one of them, the yeah. risk of being injured is a whole lot higher? Yeah, um, it's tough for us. Um, I've never had a, a football player in my 10 years, a soccer football transition. We've had, like this year with Cody Achilles doing cross country, we've had that three or four times. Uh, but it's tough, and we got to manage Drew. Um, that's something Coach Pav and I have both talked about is our ultimate goal is he's got to be healthy for both teams when it matters at the end of the season. And, and last night he didn't play the whole second half of that game. Uh, he took a bad hit in the end of the first half, and – he wasn't 100% going into the game either, and, and I made a decision that we're just going to sit and rest him for the second half. Uh, that game at that moment, 
wasn't worth the risk of, of putting him in a position where he could potentially be hurt even more. So hopefully by, by next Thursday, he's feeling a little bit closer to 100%. But that guy's been running and playing so hard in our games. If, you, if you've seen him, he, he just gives everything every game. He doesn't have a, hey, I'm going to play easy this game. He only has one speed, and it's going all out every time, which you love about him. Uh, but we've got as coaches have got to manage that with him to keep him healthy when we need him. Well, it'll be good to get back home this week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We feels like it's been a long time since we've had a home game. That was McPherson Ice Soccer coach Chris Adrian on our coaches show this morning. Steve, the Bullpup soccer team is now 6-1, and one, a couple of nice wins last week, beating Rose Hill 3-0 on Tuesday and then beating Salina Central 3-1 on Thursday night. This team is about to get through the toughest portion of its schedule, leading to AVCTL Division 3 and 4 play, and they have two more really important games. Number one, taking on the Bueller Crusaders with a chance for a league title in that game. The other one that will be very important, Andover Central, who has been a very good team in AVCTL Division 2 and could be a team that they see in the postseason. Uh, definitely, uh, but this bullpup team, like Coach Adrian said, they never panic. That's what I really like about them. Uh, they're not an, what I'd call an explosive team, but they're a good defensive team. And like Coach Adrian said, they're due to start posting some shutouts. They have too much talent on their defense to be giving up a goal here and there. All right, Steve, let's take another break. When we come back, I'll talk with Mound Ridge football coach Jeremiah Meeks following a 52-32 win last night over Solomon to bump their record up to 2-1 and one so far this season. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Are you ready for a new smartphone, but you need a plus one? It's buy one, get one free time at Nextech Wireless. Activate any device and receive an iPhone XR or Samsung Galaxy S10e for free. Swing by a Nextech Wireless store today. Make the switch, get a great phone, and get a second great phone free. Oh, don't forget you'll get high-speed unlimited data and the best coverage, too. Besides, what's better than a new smartphone? Well, that would be getting a second one for free. Certain restrictions apply. See store for details. Next to Freddy's in McPherson. JAR Performance Automotive is committed to providing the highest quality automotive service and repairs. Whether the job is big or small, JAR Automotive technicians will diagnose the problem and get it fixed in a timely manner. Brakes, heater and air conditioning, oil changes, engine transmission, and more. Let JAR Automotive take care of your car at an unbeatable price. When you need a mechanic, JAR Performance Automotive will be there to get it done right the first time. JAR Performance Automotive, 121 East Sutherland in downtown McPherson. Our banking relationships are a priority here at Farmer State Bank. Whether it's opening a checking account or investing in a certificate of deposit, we want to make your life more convenient. My name is Emily, and you should come visit us at any one of our four Farmer State Bank locations in Galva, Lindsburg, or McPherson, and we will work side-by-side -side with you to satisfy your banking needs. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. I don't know about you, but I dread the thought of being stranded out in the cold. That's why I'm going to take my car to Complete Automotive now for a free winter inspection. At Complete Automotive, they will check out the entire vehicle. Tires, batteries, alternators, coolant levels, heaters, and even do a diagnostic check to make sure it's ready for the cold weather season that is fast approaching. Give them a call at 620-245-0600 to schedule your free winter inspection now. Complete Automotive at 1306 North Highway 81 Bypass. That's 620-245-0600. 
If you are looking for a shop to take care of your motorcycle and ATV needs, look no further. At DFS Moto, they strive to raise the bar for the standard of quality no matter what you bring in or want built. From tires to engines, they have you covered. Also specializing in one-off and production runs for many of your manufacturing needs, featuring CNC machining and CAD parts design. Give Dylan a call at 620-350-8084 or check out the website at dfsmotollc.com or you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Continuing on this morning's Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Steve, we just heard from McPherson Eye Soccer Coach Chris Adrian and now I want to turn things over to Mound Ridge Football Coach Jeremiah Meeks and I think if you would have been on the phone with him this morning, Steve, you might have had to say, hey, coach, I'm sorry. I didn't pick you guys to win, or Fearless didn't pick you guys to win earlier this week well, against a many, Solomon team that is very good. I doubt too many people did. Solomon was 2-0, and coming off a state runner-up season. Mountridge had just been point-ruled uh, by Bennington. Uh, all signs pointed toward uh, Solomon easily going to 3-0. and But Coach Meeks had his guys going. Uh, they really ran the ball well last night. Uh, Daniel Kaufman, 137 yards on the ground. Corbin Unruh ran for four touchdowns, threw for two. And uh, Coach Meek said, well, you know, we just went score for score with them in the second half and then uh, eventually shut them down in the fourth quarter. Let's hear from Mount Ridge football coach Jeremiah Meeks. We're now joined on our coaches show this morning by Mound Ridge football coach Jeremiah Meeks after a big win for the Wildcats last night, beating Solomon 52-32. to Coach Meeks, you guys are now 2-1 and one on the year. Can you give me a little recap of last night's big win over the Gorillas? Well, the kids played really, really well. Um, we kind of we got off to a little bit of a slow start in the first half. Um, had a couple turnovers, um, one drop ball turnover, and just a bad pass. But other than that, um, defensively, we played really well in the first half, and we got a couple drives going, scored a couple touchdowns, and then in the second half, we kind of went score for score with them for a little bit in the third quarter, and then we kind of tightened down defensively and shut them down the fourth quarter, and our running game really picked up in the second half, and they got tired, and we started gashing them for some big runs, and um, my quarterback played really, really well, and my fullback played really well, and defensively across the board, we had a good game. Well, last year, the Wildcats, you guys were three and six, but there were a ton of close games on that schedule, and Last night you found a way to win one of those close games against a very good team, Solomon, from last year. Last year they were playing in the eight-man Division One state championship game. What's the difference in your mind from where this team was a year ago until right now where they had an opportunity to win a big game last night against Solomon and found a way to come through? I, I think experience. Um, last year we started so many sophomores, especially up front. And, you know, those kids saw that they were in games but didn't know how to win those games. And I think we're slowly starting to figure out how to win those games. And, you know, we have a few really, really good football players um, that are now figuring out that they just need to take the game over in the fourth quarter and win a game. And that's what we did last night. And the experience is starting to show through. And these kids are believing that they can win these games. I think last year being in all those games, told them, hey, you know, we can do this, we can be where we need to be, and now they're starting to win those. Well, and as you look at what you guys have already done so far this season, a six-point win over Gossel in week one, and then you turn around and lose by 46 to Bennington last week, who then Little River turns around and beats them by 45-plus last night. What was the conversation like this week, and what did you guys focus on in practice in trying to turn around from a loss to Bennington and, and turn things around for a win last night? 
Uh, we just, I mean, we had a pretty physical week of practice defensively. Um, you know, I thought we had a good week going into a good week of practice going into Bennington too. Um, and then, you know, that Bennington was a perfect storm. You know, we turned the ball over first play and they scored a touchdown and then we fumble a kickoff and then they take a kickoff back and then we snap a ball over a punter's head. So anything that could go wrong in about four minutes there did and that's what cost us the game. And we talked to the kids about that and playing through stuff like that. And, you know, we can't start slow and we got to have a good drive the first series. Even if we don't score, get something going. And, that you know, we came out and scored on the first drive and, the kids realize we can't start slow, and when we, you know, when we do, we're supposed to. And you know, we broke the film down and showed all the kids. And you know, the Bennington game, we either didn't gain any yards or we gained 20 yards. There was no in between. So the kids saw that what we're doing is working. It's just, you know, you got to stay on your block a little bit longer. You know, if you miss one assignment, you know, that's the difference. And I think the kids kind of realized that and put a really good week of practice in, and they came in prepared and ready to go. And you know, it's the Bennington game. I think we had a little confusion on defense for whatever reason. And last night, our defensive game plan, we kind of simplified it down. And the kids played fast. They knew where they were going, and it showed. Who have been some of the guys for you so far down at Mount Ridge that have stood out and, and have been big impact players, especially last night? Well, Brady Helms, um, my senior tight end defensive end, he's, he's, he's been rock solid. Um, he was good last year. Um, last night he tipped a pass up to himself and intercepted it. Um, the last drive when we needed to kind of put him away, he made all three of the tackles. Um, everybody runs away from him. So, you know, he's kind of got to be creative and where we use him to get him. So people aren't running away from him as much. And, you know, he had a big touchdown catch and a couple other catches for us. And then, uh, Corbin under our quarterback, um, he split time last year as a sophomore and played a little bit and, you're just starting to see this kid grow and mature and play with more confidence each game. And, you know, last night he had four rushing touchdowns and pretty much took the game over in the fourth quarter for us. He threw some nice balls. Um, he had a couple interceptions, but like I said, the one was a drop pass that he should have caught for so that. I mean, that doesn't really even count towards him. And then he had one bad decision. But other than that, he played a great game. Um, he's really figuring it out, getting going. And then, you know, we've got some other kids that are coming back. Uh, John Slosher. This is his first year playing linebacker for us. Um, he transferred in last year and played a little bit towards the end of the year, but he's really learning how to play the linebacker position and doing well. And, put, and he's a big receiver for us. Who I think he caught all of our two-point conversions last night. And and then Colin Cole's been really solid on both sides. He's a senior. Um, he had a little role last year on defense. He started on defense, but he didn't play any offense. And he's kind of our feature back this year and doing a good job. And our other senior. Dan Kaufman plays fullback and linebacker and D-line for us. And he had, you know, 140 yards rushing last night. And he's just been pretty rock solid, steady Eddie throughout the years. So, We're talking with Mound Ridge football coach Jeremiah Meeks on our coaches show this morning. One thing that I continue to find interesting about the Mound Ridge program is that this is a team that was playing 11-man football two years ago and has since made the adjustment to 8-man Division One. What has that adjustment been like for you and your coaching staff in terms of just preparing for games? And how do you think your team has adjusted over the last two years? Because the guys that are seniors and juniors on your team started off playing 11-man football. Yeah, um, for me it wasn't too big of an adjustment. That's what I played growing up. So I was familiar with the game. Um, kind of knew the ins and outs of it a little bit. You know, it took a little bit getting into it, just remembering some things. My assistant coaches had never coached it, so, you know, scheme-wise, I kind of had to show them how different things are and some stuff that we did in 11-man we can't do. And then, 
the kids, you could see it last year. It took us quite a while, pretty much the whole season, to get used to the speed. It, the game's just quicker than 11-man things hit faster. And the kids just, you know, early on we lost a bunch of close games and they just weren't used to the speed. Now all these kids have had a year in it, and now it's natural to them. They understand the speed, they understand what we need to do, how critical, you know, one block is or this or that, or when you're doing your job on defense. And uh, I think we, we've pretty much adjusted to it, and it's been a good switch for us. Well, district play begins for Mound Ridge and all of the smaller classifications with six team districts coming up this week here in week number four. Mound Ridge, you guys will be taking on Pratt Skyline and then at Maxville, followed by a game against St. John, then followed by Central Plains at home and then at Little River to wrap up the season. How do you like this district so far and how do you like your chances to get through and now potentially be in the top two and be able to be at home for a while in the postseason? Um, I like it. I think it shapes up. Um, Pratt Skyline's going to be really tough. Uh, they bring a bunch of kids back from last year, and they played us pretty tough last year. It's nice having them at home. We don't have to travel out to Pratt. Um, they're going to be tough. Um, and then it's, the rest of the district will be tough, but I like it. Um, obviously, we don't have a Central Plains like last year in our district, which is nice because, you know, that was probably the third best eight-man team I've ever seen play. But you know, the, the rest of you know, they'll have some tough games in there. Central Plains will obviously be tough. And then, you know, Little River at the end of the year, um, you know, Coach Eric will have them rolling by the end of the year. So that'll be a good that'll be a good game. So hopefully we can get off, you know, get a win Friday and kind of get to rolling and then see where we're at towards the end. So Well, Coach Meeks, congrats on the big win last night over Solomon, fifty two to thirty two, and best of luck as di- district play begins this week. Thank you. Thank you. That was Mound Ridge football coach Jeremiah Meeks on our high school coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Stephen Ice win for Mound Ridge last night. And maybe that is a win. And one thing I talked with Coach Meeks about a moment ago is this team played a ton of close games last year. And that might be one that gives them the confidence to go on a nice run here the back half of the season in district play. Yeah, um, you know, last year they were 3-6. and six. They were one of the area schools that didn't. Almost everybody else had a winning record, but they didn't. And uh, I think this year uh, they could erase that and uh, maybe turn it around. They, I think they were three and six last year. Might turn that around. Uh, you know, have the polar opposite this year. But uh, Coach Meeks, uh, you know, he was on the staff at Mac College for a while. Uh, he's the trap shooting coach out at McPherson High. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think, and he is at McPherson High, but he coaches at Mount Ridge. But just a really good guy and has that program. Uh, really on solid footing right now. Steve, let's take one more break, and then when we come back, we had an opening on our Coaches Show this morning, and so we'll take some audio from our Coaches Show on Wednesday with McPherson College football coach Jeremiah Fiscus, two guys named Jeremiah, on this week's Coaches Show. We'll take one more break. You're listening to the Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Femco offers full custom manufacturing, starting with concept and design. Femco's team of experienced engineers can give advice on materials and other factors that go into developing a quality product. Femco utilizes full CAD, CAM systems to provide quality products and services on time and at a reasonable price. Femco. Femco located on West 1st in McPherson, 620-241-3513. Femco, a great work environment. 
McPherson Concrete has the best in concrete products. For over 90 years, McPherson Concrete has been serving the McPherson area for residential, commercial, and industrial concrete projects. It's computer-batched and superior quality ready-mix concrete just right for your job. Saturday deliveries available by request. Just call for scheduled details. They'll be happy to help. Since 1911, McPherson Concrete Products. 620-241-4362. 620 620- 241-4362. Hi, everyone. For those of you with a Medicare supplement, two of the advantages we offer at the Alliance Agency are having a personal agent who knows you and Medicare and the possibility of saving up to $500 to $1,000 per year on your policy. Give me a call, Dana Sammer, for your free no-obligation quote or to ask any Medicare questions. Call me at 245-4861 or stop by the Alliance Agency on the second floor of the Warren Place and just ask for Dana. Yeah, it's that time of year again. It's deer season. Unfortunately, a lot of people hunt deer with their cars. Oopsie. Accidentally. We can't put the trophy over the mantle, but we can fix the grill and whatever damage is done to your trophy. Your car. If you've accidentally gone hunting with your car, call Kane's Body Shop, McPherson. Kane's Body Shop will save you some bucks. No pun intended. Kane's Body Shop. Ouch. Oops. Online at Kane'sBodyShop.com. We will ramp up this morning's McFer- or high school coaches show here on 96.7 FM KBBE. I got a little confused there because we will be including here in just a moment McPherson College football coach Jeremiah Fiscus as the Bulldogs will be on the road tonight taking on the Bethel Threshers in North Newton and that will be the ESPN 3 game of the week in the KCAC as well. So without further ado, Bulldog football coach Jeremiah Fiscus. Joining us on our coaches show this evening is McPherson College football coach Jeremiah Fiscus following a loss on Saturday in the home opener against Sterling, 29-19, dropping the Bulldogs record 0-2 and 0-1 in KCAC play. Coach Fiscus, what are some of the things that you thought your team improved on from week one to week two? You get your first game on the road in a weird environment down in Wichita. Then you get up here with a home game in week two. I'm sure you saw some improvements. What are some of those things that you saw? Oh, you know, I think we, in terms of offensive output, we, you know, moved the ball a little bit better after we settled into what we needed to do. Um, all of the special teams, except for the, the botched uh, two-point two point swinging gate play, improved, you know. Um, you know, I, I think it's the same thing as the week before. I mean, the effort was the effort was great. The execution was was not quite where it needed to be at times. Sterling, obviously, a very good football team. I thought one difference was they got a lot of seniors that are in their skill positions, and this is one of the most explosive offenses, but you held them without a touchdown in the second half. What adjustments did you make at halftime after giving up three scores in the first half? Oh, you know, I mean, the defensive coaches did a great job of adjusting to what they needed to and um, showing a couple of different looks, and the kids just settled in. I mean, you know, Sterling's kind of one of those offenses that are a little bit they're a little bit different, some of the formations and motions and things of that nature that they'll give you. And the kids settled in and fought hard. And, you know, we've got to really do our part offensively and execute and quit giving up 14 points. We've got to find a way to get started a little faster and get out of the damn first quarter without, you know, without being in the hole. After a slow start, Ed uh, Crouch really settled in. I thought he really ran the ball terrific, 147 yards on 17 carries, nearly 200 yards passing. And Ben Nickel continues to – 
you know, show why he may be a first-team all-conference receiver. Uh, he was over 10 catches, 124 yards, two scores. Those two guys have really developed a nice chemistry. Well, the, the thing about Ben is Ben does it right all the time. And when I say that, I mean, he tries to do things the way that we coach him to do at all times. He doesn't do his own thing, and that's what, you know, Ed has a confidence in Ben because he knows Ben's going to show up. Um, there's a lot of guys with ability, and they've, you know, really, it's just the the fact that Ben is going to do what Ed knows in a clutch. Ben's going to, he can count on Ben to go do what he needs to do, and Ben is very coachable in that aspect. And he's a very heads-up football player. He understands situational football. He understands you know, why we're really trying to do things. He's not out just out there running routes. And then, you know, Ed, Ed's, Ed's working to be more disciplined and, and coach Anderson's doing a fantastic job with him and, and Ed's doing a good job of taking the coaching. You know, he's, Ed's a guy that's, you know, um, you know, like last week, you know, you get, we get scout kickoff team. Ed's out there running on scout kickoff team. He's a senior, <laughs> he's a senior quarterback running on scout kickoff team. When it's kickoff return team, he's out there as a scout kickoff returner. I mean, that's not something we asked him to do. That's barely something we allowed him to do. And he's adamant that I'm going to do my part all the time to help to help win. And there's a lot of guys like that, but it's it's rare that you see, you know, it's easy to be in that it's easy to be in that spotlighted position when you're the quarterback. Defensively, I thought you had several guys perform well, but Patrick Caleb really stepped up with a big game. Yeah, I mean, you know, Pat is a guy that, you know, he's going to play fast and physical. He cares about this team. He's been around here for he's in his fourth year as a senior and um you know, he really – he quietly goes to work every day and, and competes hard. Bethel coming up this week uh, uh, before the season. I was one of the people that said, I think they got a chance to maybe surprise some people because they run an offense that you just don't see. And, uh, of course, they opened the season with a victory over Bethany. But the game that really caught everybody's eyes is what they did to Avila uh, last week. Uh, really put it on Avila, scored 54 points, won 54-34. But – challenges does a this Bethel football team present oh you know this 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 week is about discipline um when you're playing the triple option it is about staying disciplined reading your keys on defense that's one of the most challenging things that they're going to have to do uh in terms of playing defense over the season because the minute a guy doesn't do his job and tries to do somebody else's it's a it's you know there it's a 40-yard touchdown it doesn't matter you know it's you got to tackle the dive you got to tackle the quarterback you got to cover the pitch and if you don't do your job, they they will gash you. Um, you know, thankfully we you know we had to play at the last college I worked at. We play actually the last two places I've worked at. We played triple option teams every every year. So there's just there's at least some you know we had some success against it, and 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 that's just in the way you prepare the whole week, not just how do you play defense or how do you play offense, but just the whole game week preparation. So at least we've got a way to you know look at it and kind of get them ready for it and, and things of that nature. But they're going to have to go out and they're going to have to play, you know, the, that kind of offense, those kids will hit you in the teeth if you let them. And if you're not disciplined and you try to make up for that, you know, so you got to play very physical, you got to play very disciplined, and you got to be ready to attack as well. And they've really gotten confident in running that offense. Zach Esau from Heston uh, does a real good job at quarterback. And then they got a number of different running backs uh, that they use. In fact, uh, Probably with all sorts of letters and numbers that are in front of them, <laughs> H-back, Z-back, yeah. S-back. Yeah. Well, you know, those guys do a good job. They really do know what they're doing. Um, the head coach was a very successful coach in Wichita before he got that job two years ago, and he got that job for a reason. And 
he knows that offense. The guy that you know, the the guy that's the offensive coordinator over there knows that offense as well. Um, and they have resources. You know, they go. I know they go meet with Harding University, and and the guy there is kind of the granddaddy of that offense. And um, they do a good job with it. They know. They really know what they're looking. You know, they know what they want to do, and they know how to attack you, and they know what what you know they know how to adjust. So the best defense for you guys is to have a ball control consistent offense though and, and put points on the board yes yeah, so we've got to score and we cannot three and out you know it's, if you want to go you, you can one or two play drive it like we did the other night and hit, yeah. hit a big play but but you can't just turn the ball over and you can't you can't just you know can't three and out it you got to give your defense time to set over there and adjust and, and things of that nature and and you got to be you know um efficient on offense bethel's coach at kcac media day said that he named his child trip in yeah. terms of triple option, what do you think is a name you could come up with for your next kid to throw in there and name him after? Could you name him Bulldog? <laughs> yeah, I, my, you know, if we if we have another one, it'll just have to be a name that starts just with dog. an L. <laughs> it'll have to be a name that starts with an L. The two little girls, <laughs> Lennox and Lake, and we'll we'll stick with the L theme. But yeah, that's I mean, they got you know, they they know what they're doing with the offense, and they're a believer in it, and they're all in. You know, that's that's one of those things where, you know, if you're trying to do that offense, you really can't be half pregnant. You got to be all in. Maybe you can name him Shotgun. There you go. <laughs> Just, we're going to go straight shotgun offense all the time, or you'll go spread, and we'll say, we're going to name him Spread. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if the wife will be okay with that. Yeah. But you have my approval. Well, I, pre I think I'd get vetoed on that. <laughs> well, Coach Fiscus, best of luck this week. Appreciate you, gentlemen. Have a good day. That was McPherson College football coach Jeremiah Fiscus on our coaches show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Steve, I know that you will be making your way toward North Newton tonight to watch the Bulldogs in action. Buckle up. It could be a long one with the ESPN game. And look at the weather. I mean, maybe a little rainy. Yeah. You can make it through, though. You're tough. Oh, I know. But those ESPN three games, uh, they are a nightmare. They take just tremendously long uh, breaks after, you know, after timeouts. They have TV timeouts. There ends up being like 16 timeouts in the game. They end up being about four-hour game, so good thing the game starts at 6 o'clock instead of 7 o'clock. It doesn't sound like you're all that positive about it, Steve. <laughs> may, may, come on, feel good. Say, hey, they get to be on ESPN. Well, the, Bulldogs, on. the Bulldogs have had their troubles in North Newton. Bethel uh, has, a, has a great following, and that offense, that option game that they run, Zach Esau, the former Heston star, he runs that thing like he invented it. Steve, let's run through the final high school scores one more time from last night, and then we will pre say who they're going to play next week. McPherson with a 55-16 win over El Dorado last night. They are 3-0, and will take on 0-3 Abilene coming up in Week 4. Heston with a 26-0 win at Pratt. At Pratt, they're now 3-0. Smoky Valley falls to Nickerson 15-12. The Vikings are now 1-2. Smoky Valley will be at Heston in Week number 4. Inman with a 15-7 win over Remington last night. They are now 1-2. Inman will be at Marion coming up in Week 4. Canton Galva with a 48-0 win at half over center. The Eagles are 3-0, and they will be at Bennington, who Little River beat 51-6 last night. Little River will be at Central Plains, who is not the same Central Plains of last year, the great state championship team, but still is Central Plains. I wonder if Emily Ryan would play some football. Well, you I know, bet she'd be good. Emily Ryan is playing tennis this fall, and I've noticed... She's lost. She's not lost a match. She's not lost a set. And I believe she's only lost one game. She's won all her matches like 8-0 in these tournaments. 
And I think she lost one game. That's all she's lost. I'm year. telling you, I bet she'd be a pretty dang good football yeah, player, too. Yeah, I, I too. think so, too. Maybe she can go up to Iowa State and help out in I, I can't believe that she's not going to UConn. I mean, as talented as she is. And then our final score from last night, Mountain Ridge with a 52-32 win over Solomon. They will be at home to take on Pratt Skyline in week number four. All right, Steve, I've made it through. You, I've made it did. through our game. Yes, you did. I've made it through our coaches' show you got to get your morning. voice ready because we've got a soccer broadcast on Tuesday. That's right. We'll have that on Tuesday. Then the Bullpups making the trek to Abilene on Friday night. And we sit in the crushing-like press box at Abilene. It is a tight fit in Abilene. Yeah, thanks for putting the pressure on me, Steve. <laughs> You're fine over there, but I'm going to have to really jam myself in there and make sure that we're good to go. But. Yep. It was a good coach's show this morning. Again, thanks to Bullpup football coach Chase Pavlovich, McPherson High soccer coach Chris Adrian, and Mound Ridge football coach Jeremiah Meeks. As we wrap things up here, you know what's up next, Steve? Swap shop. Swap shop. Tammy. Tammy is in the house. Yeah. So give us a call, 0241-1504. Tammy will get you on the line to buy, sell, trade, give away. Steve, you got anything you want to advertise real quick? I have nothing. I am a man of nothing to give, nothing man, you want. I have a man. I am a man of few possessions. You don't want anything. You don't, don't want to give anything away. I'd like to have a, go get me a donut right now. Is what I'd like. Buy, to sell, trade, or give away. <laughs> I bet you could find somebody that would trade for it. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to the Coaches Show presented by the Fifty Six Family Restaurant in Galva. The High School Coaches Show presented by the Fifty Six Family Restaurant in Galva was brought to you by Simco, McPherson Concrete. Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Lindsford Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, Jar Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.